is Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. This program is designed to help you build your faith in God's Word, receive His healing delivering power, and experience God's best in every area of your life. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Regardless of what you may be facing, His Word and power are available to you today. Today we're going to look at how authority or dominion is exercised or released. This is really important um, because the Apostle Paul says in Colossians 1 verse 13 that Christ has delivered us from the kingdom or the dominion or the power or the authority of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. So the believer in Christ Jesus in essence lives in a kingdom. So lives under the monarchy of Christ where Jesus is Lord. We live under his domain. We're no longer under the dictates, under the authority of Satan, the evil master. No, we're under the dominion, the lordship of Christ. But it's very important to know how this kingdom operates. Um, we, so we talked about this in the past, about the man being created in the image of God. And that when God created man in his image, so again man is in the class, the image, the kind, the lineage, the family of God. So when he created him he said, now I give you dominion over the earth. And he says, now have dominion, exercise dominion. And you'll notice in Genesis 2 verse 19 that when God created the animals, it says this in verse 19, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Underline that. So whatever and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So we see there, because God did tell Adam, says, now, I want you to have dominion, exercise dominion. Well, how was his dominion released? How was it realized? It was by his words, whatever he called them, whatever he said, that's what it was. Did you know that that's how you release your authority, your dominion in the earth, particularly as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? You're under his dominion. And so the thing is this, you will violate his kingdom if you don't know how to function in his kingdom. We said there was this Canada used to be called the dominion of Canada. We could say the kingdom of Canada. Now, I mean, if you know, there are laws that if you violate them, they could get you in trouble. Some people have violated certain laws and now they're in jail. Some people for a very long time, they've violated certain laws. There are laws according in the kingdom of God. And one of them is the law of words, the law of our saying, of saying. So we've got, so again, authority or dominion is released by our words. And we're going to look into that a bit uh, close today. See, humankind, I think of this, is a speaking spirit. And you say, because well, sometimes people have said to me, well, why are you on this thing about 
our identification has been too much associated with our flesh and the distinctiveness of our flesh. Why, why so much of the world is, and, and is caught up in, you know, what we look like, our color, our religion, our sex, all these kind of things. And that's fine for the world to do. But for the believer in Christ, our mind needs to be renewed into who we are in Christ. So we have a, a God consciousness where our identification is who we are in the image of God, in the image and likeness of God. That is supposed to be our mastery. That's supposed to be what our mind is more conscious of and more renewed in. And so over time, you realize you don't just, I've come to that place where I'm not, I don't associate myself. I don't look at myself strictly in terms of what I am naturally. I'm more conscious of what I am on the inside as someone who's created in the image of God and, and especially that I'm a new creation in Christ where the old is past and the new has come. I mean the possibilities are phenomenal when we start realizing who we are in Christ. But now think about this. Humankind is a speaking spirit made to exercise or designed to exercise authority. And authority is released through and by words. Again, mankind is created in the image and the likeness of God to speak words, to exercise authority in the earth with words. So again, we exercise authority through our words. Now you'll notice there's no other creature on this planet that has the dominion that mankind has. We're the only ones authorized to exercise dominion. In fact, did you notice this? Animals don't have the ability to speak words. I told you that when I, a couple weeks ago, or in, in part of this series, or in another lesson, where if we understand the origin and the creation of mankind, it answers so many questions. When we understand it clearly, we're able to grasp a whole lot of things. And so animals were not given the uh, authority, so that's why they're not given the ability to speak. And people say, well, what about parrots? Well, parrots just speak what they've heard another person speak. So they've heard what a man speaks and they parrot it. No, mankind, as the, as the power of will, will is, is, is centered in our soul, in our, in, our, in our spirit, we can create with our words. That what's, that's what makes us so much like God. We're, we're in the God class. So we have the ability to exercise dominion and authority through our words. I'm telling you, this is very, very, very important. So think about this. So animals have no creativity in their will. Okay, that's why they're not judged. Angels, though they're tremendous in power, they also don't have the power of will the way we do. Well, they're creating, in fact, the Bible says they're ministering spirits, Psalms 103, verse 20 and 21, sent forth to minister for those who are the heirs of salvation. In fact, the Bible says they hearken to the voice of God's words. Well, who's supposed to give voice to God's word? Well, those created in the image of God. We who are in the image of God, brought back into fellowship with God by receiving the Lord Jesus, we're supposed to be speaking God's word, which then authorizes the angels, the angelic hosts, to help us and to work in the earth on our behalf. 
One of the reasons why demons have had a lot of access in the earth is because there's so many people speaking according to his lordship and dominion. And oftentimes Christians who've not renewed their mind to their new kingdom are not speaking in line with the new kingdom they're now a part of as citizens of, of the kingdom of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this is very, very important. I'm telling you, this understanding this is the difference between life life and death and, and success and failure in the earth. And so, again, uh, demons, that's why they want to occupy human beings. You see that in the New Testament. And Jesus would always tell them, shut up and come out. Didn't make a big deal. Tell them, shut up. Why? He exercised the dominion he had over principalities and powers, regardless of the demon. Now, of course, it's different if someone wants to have a devil, then you really can't help them because that's their choice to have them. But they don't have the right to harass you when they're around you, okay? Or in, if it's your home, you can tell them to leave. Why? Because that's your domain. That's where you live. That's where you have authority. I'm telling you, you have tremendous authority. We're going to look at a few uh, um, scriptures that's going to help us to understand how to exercise our dominion, exercise our authority, and the responsibility we have. See, once you're in the kingdom of God, God's uh, holding us responsible to learn how to operate in his kingdom. So many times we're, we're throwing it all on God, and God really is saying, listen, I've, you're in my kingdom. You've been redeemed because of the blood of Christ and what he's done for you. Now I want you to learn how to operate the way I operate. And so in um, Deuteronomy chapter 30, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 14, it says this King James Version, but the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, see, I've set before you this day life and good, death and evil, in that I command you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his judgments and his statutes, that you may live and multiply, and that you may you shall, that the Lord your God shall bless you in the land which you go to possess it. Now in verse um, verse 19 it says this, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that you and your seed may live. So that tells us, in the kingdom of God, we have a responsibility. You will not automatically live in life and blessing and good. No, that's a choice. Again, we're created in the image of God, given the power of choice. And God is holding us responsible to learn how to choose. It's an open book that says, choose life, choose good, choose blessing. As human beings, mankind created in the image of God, brought back into fellowship with God by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, we have authority, we have dominion, we have a, but we have a responsibility to exercise this authority that will bless our lives, humankind, as well as honor our Lord Jesus Christ. We looked some time ago, we, also, we looked at Colossians 1. Colossians says that Christ has delivered us out of the domain, the dominion, the kingdom of darkness, and has translated us, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And so we said this earlier, that we need to know how to operate, how to function 
in this dominion, in this kingdom, in this wonderful kingdom. But we said experiencing success, experiencing the, the good life God has for us is not automatic. We need to know how to function in this kingdom. We need to operate right. We said this, in this wonderful land of Canada in which we live, you could do things that violate um, violate um, the laws of this land and you could be in jail. So the things that you could have this wonderful life to enjoy but violate and do certain things and then you can end up in a bad way. Well the thing is this, because you do live under the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ but to enjoy his goodness because there's only good in God's kingdom. But the thing is you can function in a way that gives Satan access into your life to bring wrong things into your life and one of the number one ways uh, number one principles you need to understand is the law of saying we need to be saying right words and we looked at Deuteronomy chapter 30 let me look at that again verse 19 I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life now Christ has redeemed us from the curse according to Galatians 3.13 so the curse doesn't belong to us, the blessing belongs to us but the thing is this, our words have a big part to play with us experiencing the blessing of God. Remember our words release our dominion, our words give consent, our words reflect our choice, our words is the release of our authority to have our will obeyed. So when you're speaking sickness and disease all the time, when you're saying, you know what, this season, when it's cold, I'm always getting a chill. I'm always, I'm going to get whatever my parents had, so that's going to come on me. Well, see, you're authorizing the curse to come into your life. You're authorizing what hailed your family from generations to come to come into your life. Why? Because you do have authority. You have a will. You're choosing that. Your words release that. Now, did you notice Satan came to Eve and how did he deceive her? He got her to doubt that she was who she was and that she possessed what she possessed. And she got, he got into her mouth to get her to say what his will was. Oh, maybe God doesn't. Maybe God's hiding things for me. See, Satan says, has God done this? So anytime there's questions that contradict what God's word plainly says belong to you, you need to reject those thoughts and those ideas and fill your mind and heart and life with the written word of God, which is the will of God for your life. Now let me look at another scripture, this is, which is very, very important. In Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you will be eating your words. Your words will come back to you. Your words will produce a harvest. Say again, we talked about authority, dominion is exercised, released by words. Right here, death and life are in the power of your tongue. See, so your words are producing things. Your words are like seed. Your words are, are creating your world. Your words are creating death or evil. It says life and death in the power of the tongue. Notice it didn't say the power of someone else's tongue. It's in the power of your tongue. And you'll eat the fruit thereof. In other words, your, your, your words, your mouth release words. Your words 
are like seeds. Your words will produce things and create things in your life. Why? Because you're created in the image of God, after the order of God, after the likeness of God, which means we create things like God. Look at that. That means we can create death in our life. We can produce, like Deuteronomy said, the curse in our life. We can produce evil in our life. You're the number one person who will dictate what will happen in your life according to your knowledge that you are created in the image of God and you have a right to change your world, to create your world by the words you speak. Now another one, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, have faith in God for verily I say to you, now this is Jesus, this is the red letter. He says, verily I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe the things he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Is Jesus a liar? Why would he say this? Because he knows man is created in the image of God. He knows that in his will, he has the power of choice. He has the ability to choose and uh, choose his destiny, to create his destiny, to create what, what will happen into the future. And he says, you'll have what you say. You know, the psalmist talks about set a watch over my mouth. In Psalms 19, 14, verse 14, the, the psalmist prays, let the words of my mouth. Let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You mean that's a good devotional scripture to pray with your family, Lord? Let the words of our mouth, let the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in our sight. You know, Jesus talked about being judged by our words, for by your words you shall be justified, by your words you shall be condemned. Why? Because man is created in the image of God, is a creative being, and how do we create? With our words. How many times you maybe have met a family member, have had a co-worker, and they spoke words that you, that you didn't forget maybe a year later, came back to you. Why? Because man's words are very powerful. How many of you sitting down here, you heard the words, maybe what your father or your mom spoke to you and they were cutting words, hurtful words. And even till this day, those words still are in your spirit and have helped, have either hurt your life where you never achieved what you could have achieved. Why? Because those words spoken by someone who was very close to you got on the inside of you and you held on to those words. Those words stayed inside you. You didn't know how to let them go. You didn't know how to release those words. Well, you see, one of the reasons why Jesus told us to forgive one another is one of the ways you release or you 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 cause someone else's words to not stay with you or someone else's words that was close to you one of the ways you let go of the influence of those words is to forgive them oftentimes people think forgiveness is something you do for the other person really forgiveness is what you do first for yourself because if you don't forgive someone then what they say what they do will stay with you have you heard many times of someone who um, might have been brought up with an alcoholic parent and that uh, person today is an alcoholic? They're doing the very same thing they despised. Well, oftentimes, not the only reason, but oftentimes why that happened is this. They grew up around that. They saw the hurt, the pain, the turmoil, the death that happened as a result of that alcoholic person. And that person got overwhelmed by that, by that terrible habit. And they saw how it destroyed their lives. And they said, I swear, I'll never be like that. I'll never do that. I'll never be that. But the thing is that oftentimes they never, they got so caught up in that, they never forgave the person.
They never forgave the person. And so for, by not forgiving the thing, the environment they were brought up in, what they saw stayed attached to them in their soul, stayed attached to them. I'm telling you today, it's time to forgive. Release that person. So that's how one of the ways you release someone's words of the curse that's spoken into you. If you've been hurt, if someone has hurt your life in a terrible way, and today you're still suffering from that, you can receive, you can forgive that person simply from your heart. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release that person. Listen, you don't have to feel like doing it. You need to do it. That's how you release the, the influence and the effects of their words over your life. That person who said, you'll never amount to nothing, you'll never do anything. You need to release those words. Say, Lord, Father, I forgive that person. I release them now in the name of Jesus. And I believe your word for my life today that I'm good, not evil. I'm producing good things in my life. I'm releasing the authority you've given in given me to speak words of life in my life and that's what I'm going to do. Now you can receive the healing that belongs to you by accurately releasing the authority or exercising the authority in God's word that belongs to you. I'm going to look at an interesting scripture here, really powerful. In Matthew chapter 8, we see Jesus refer to a man and he says, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. And so Acts chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily or truly, I say to you, I've not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. So here Jesus said, listen, now think about this. Jesus has been ministering. And he says, I've not found this kind of faith, this measure of trust in God, of confident expectation in God. I've not found, I've not found this kind of faith in all of Israel. Now, what kind of faith was this? Well, go back to verse 5. It says this, When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, watch this. The centurion said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now watch this. From a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Then Jesus was marveled. He was shocked. He said, boy, I've been, this is what I've been trying to look for. I've been trying to find someone who's operating on the same level as me. Now you've got to understand, I think about this, this centurion understood something that we need to understand in our generation, and it is this. See, the kingdom of God functions by authority. So the whole believing on, on God, the whole what it means to be a Christian, a disciple of Christ. So we won't understand it if we don't understand a kingdom mentality. Now think about this. This man the centurion, Jesus offered to come to his home and heal him. He says, Jesus, no, don't, don't function like that. He says, I understand authority. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. I'm a man under authority. He says, I'm, I answered it to him. I'm, I'm under authority. Ultimately, I'm under the emperor who controls the entire kingdom or dominion Roman empire, if you will. And he says, because I'm under authority, I have soldiers under me. He was a centurion, which means he had command over a hundred soldiers. 
And so it says, I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. So what was he telling Jesus? Well, Jesus, all you've got to do is speak the word. You've, you have authority in the kingdom of God. You have, a, have authority that we've never seen before. You've got, this, you've got this authority. Now I just want you to give the command, give the order. Which means then the kingdom of God functions by authority. It functions by orders. Well, in God's kingdom, as new creations in Christ Jesus, regardless of how you feel, you can exercise authority. You can exercise dominion. Your words in line with God's word is going to make a difference in your life this year. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. A peaceful mind is part of God's plan for your life. Keys to a Peaceful Mind with Pastor Carl Lewis will teach you how to overcome worry and develop a mind that is full of the goodness of God. Titles include A Peaceful Mind, Worry is Negative Meditation, A Worried Heart is a Troubled Life, and Think on the Goodness of the Lord. For a gift of any size, please call or write to request your copy of this four-part CD set, Keys to a Peaceful Mind. Jesus says this, he says in, in John 3, you must be born again. He told a certain religious leader many years ago in John 3, 6, that that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says you must be born again. Those of you listening to me, if you've never received Jesus as the Lord of your life, to do so is, means receiving the new birth. It's receiving him as your Lord and Savior, as the one who bore your sins that separates us from our Heavenly Father and brings us into right relationship with a loving God and Father who cares about you, who has made provision for you to be taken out from under the load of sin, to be completely clean on the inside. See, man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a physical body. God wants to cleanse you. He wants to give you a brand new spirit so you're reconnected to him so you can know God as your Heavenly Father. In Romans 10, verse 13 he says whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved so it is God's will regardless of what you've done regardless of your past regardless of any sins or whatever you've done it was all taken by Jesus he bear your sins as well as mine in his body on the tree all you need to do is call upon him today and so, if you're going to make that, if you want to make that decision today and receive Jesus as your Lord and receive the new birth, say this after me. God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that, you, that he bare my sins on the cross at Calvary. I believe that he died for my sins and you raised him from the dead. I call Jesus my Lord and Savior, and I will live for him all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer, if you said that to God, he is now your heavenly Father, Jesus is your Lord, and God's Spirit lives on the inside of you, and you will begin to experience the greatest days of your life as God is now your Father. Well, bless you, and we welcome you into the family of God. Call us and let us know that you prayed that prayer. We want to help you to grow in your walk with God.
God bless you in Jesus' name. If you're in the Toronto or Greater Toronto area, I welcome you and personally invite you to join us for one of our weekly services, Sundays at 11 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at the address on the screen. I really believe that you'll be enriched, encouraged, and strengthened by the ministry of God's anointed word, as well as by the fellowship of other believers who are true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for joining us today on Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to partner with us financially to continue the teaching of God's Word. To give, please write to Foundation for Life Christian Ministries or securely online at foundationforlife.ca. Healing for the Nations is a ministry of Foundation for Life Christian Ministries. Visit foundationforlife.ca and avail yourself of our valuable life-building resources for free. Join us next time on Healing for the Nations.